0: Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski-Wallace Report. My name's Adam Gobeski, and with us, we have my best friend and co-host.
1: Uh, my name's Charlie Wallace. Hi, this Who is the will first now th-
0: introduce himself.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's only episode
1: one. <laughs> it's the first time you've been that complimentary towards me at the beginning of the show, Adam.
3: <laughs> so,
0: I'm sorry, do you want me to do it again?
1: No, 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 we're keeping that take.
0: <laughs> Just so
3: taken aback with those kind words. <laughs> and and
0: with us we have two of my best friends and my best brother. My best brother being Doug. And my two best friends being in alphabetical order. Alex. And,
2: and Paul. Ah.
0: So thanks for joining us on this very special occasion, which is we are going to be talking about the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Hooray! Which it's American Ooh. premiere in, on May 25th, 1977. Nice. nice.
2: That's all I got. <laughs> oh, okay. All
4: right. right. Say <laughs> nice show, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good all stuff. Right. Good all right, let's go, let's go to the outro. <laughs> 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 and
3: now we'll just play the disco star wars medley in its entirety
0: hope you guys like mako because <laughs> <laughs> after that's the cantina theme
1: was there anything in particular you're going to do to celebrate adam to celebrate yeah
0: uh yeah um i was thinking that we could do a podcast
3: oh okay <laughs>
1: Huh. It's a good idea
3: considering we're all here.
1: (laughs) We've already done an intro. It's
3: really convenient. (laughs) You even got the levels.
1: (laughs) You know, whenever I get together with a group of friends, I always make sure to do levels, whether or not I'm recording them, (laughs) just in case. Just to
3: force a habit. Yep.
1: (laughs) Just
3: need quality, quality conversation.
0: Uh, so I guess I thought we could talk a little bit about like Star Wars. Uh, we can talk specifically about Star Wars, the movie, or A New Hope if you prefer, or Episode 4 or whatever. Uh, but I thought we could also talk a little bit more generally just about like, I don't know, like how we got into Star Wars or what it is about Star Wars we like or don't like or, you know, just have a general chat about conflicts
3: in space. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> space conflicts?
3: All right. Yeah. The little known 1976 film, Space Conflicts. No, it's a
0: 1978 Turkish film. That, uh, <laughs> rode the, co- the coattails
3: of Star oh, Wars. okay. <laughs> I
0: thought
1: we were going to start talking about the Cold War and Sputnik and all of that. The original Space Conflict.
0: Well, I imagine the original Space Conflict is the Big Bang.
2: <laughs> There's this show about the theory of the Big Bang.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Adam doesn't like where it's going, but he's not willing to stop a bit in the middle. <laughs> no, that's all I had. That's okay. <laughs> it's, it's just more that I
0: personally object to that show. Just I find
5: wave at it, wave it those jokes from the highway, huh?
0: I, I just, I feel like that theory is inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels frequently like they're laughing at me
5: rather than alongside me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. You've listened to the clips uh, where people have removed the laugh track, right? You've watched those, right?
0: It might have seemed like one of them, yeah.
5: Creepiest thing ever, isn't it?
0: It's a little weird. Oh, just independently watching them at the comic book store. Who flips through a box of comic books backwards? You can't see anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's immediately the first I know. It was like two of them were like, flipping through the same box, through opposite directions, but that makes no sense because one of them is not going to be able to see any of the comic books that he's looking at. <laughs> he's just like, oh, a board, a board, a board, a board, a board,
5: <laughs> He's like, I already have these.
0: <laughs> I already have all these. <laughs> but we're getting sidetracked from uh, <laughs> the important matters of the day,
1: <laughs> which is the space race. I guess we could all start out by saying how we actually got interested in Star Wars, or whether we were just interested as far back as we can remember. Personally, I mean, I always enjoyed the original trilogy, but I think it was the re-release of them in theaters that actually the did. I mean, yeah, the special. Well, yeah, as much as everyone hates or likes to hate on the special editions, I uh, it was a fun movie-going experience. And did I do that with any of you guys? Did we go to see those together? or Was that no? Because I went with my mom. Yeah, I think I went with my parents too. So that was another nice aspect it was, it was of it.
0: 1997.
1: It's kind of a bonding experience I could have with my mom since she had enjoyed the movies when they came out.
2: Yeah. I don't think I ever saw those in the theaters. I mean, I remember seeing episode one with Adam. Yeah, I know we went by the time the prequels
0: came out, you're like, we were going. Yeah, to,
2: yeah. Yeah, it was like uh, 99, right? Yep. But I don't remember seeing like the, the re releases, the special edition. Yeah, my mom basically took both Doug
0: and I and said, Uh, These are movies best experienced in a actual theater, and I remember that like I was really, really sick for Return of the Jedi, but we had like already bought tickets, so I was just like there, just like super stuffed up, like (laughs) sandwiched between like my mom and Doug, so I wasn't accidentally infecting people next to me, and just like (laughs) being like really stuffed up watching Return of the Jedi. Oh, and then when we went and saw Star Wars, we were late relative. And so I remember sitting on the side of the theater back when the theaters like if you didn't sit in the middle, it was not a great it was a sucky experience. Like now you can go to the like the theater, right? And if you sit on the side, it's not bad. But this was like sitting on the side where it was just like, oh, everything's really skewed right now. (laughs) (laughs) And it was still great to see.
1: No complaints about the uh, Empire showing, though, right? Sounds like.
0: Empire Empire
1: was fine. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think uh, Star Wars for me
0: was one of those things that I was aware of kind of like all the time. Like, I definitely have memories in kindergarten of playing with Star Wars action figures that the classroom had. They had like a C-3PO and a Lance Beater, I remember. And then I think like Luke and stuff. But since I was actually more of a Star Trek kid and a Doctor Who kid... Star Wars for me was one of those things that was like, oh, yeah, those are those three movies that are kind of neat. And I didn't really get into Star Wars until like the computer games and stuff. Actually, I want to say where I was like, oh, wow, this stuff's pretty cool.
1: Great. And for a long time, there wouldn't have been new media coming out for Star Wars. Right. Whereas Star Trek and Doctor Who, to some extent. Yeah. Might be something better to keep up with as a kid. Right. Star Wars was three
0: movies and a bunch of comic books and some other books well, that weren't that great as but, from my perspective. But those were great books. Those,
3: oh, those were like my them. primary reading materials. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tales of the bounty hunters. The the Lando Calrissian adventures, you know.
0: I mean I think for me part of the problem was that I had the novelizations of the three movies and when I was 10 or whatever, like they were not engaging books at all to read. At that point, I was like, I don't really want to read any Star Wars books. And it wasn't until, like, the Timothy Zahn Thrawn stuff came along that I was like, oh, these are actually not bad. But how would you get into Star Wars, Paul?
3: You know, I actually remember being introduced to Star Wars. And thirty-two. I, I couldn't say how old I was at the time. You know, it was probably some somewhere five, six, something like that. Um. Well, I just I was over at a, a family friend's house, you know. And they were, they were like, told me about star Wars and we watched return of the Jedi on VHS. So that was my first one, you know, it was like a taped off TV. Gotcha. uh, Return of the Jedi. And then like, it really started an obsession. And I came over later and watched the, you know, them in the proper order and then picked up the videos It was, like, that release kind of right before the special edition.
0: The THX edition or whatever? Yeah, yeah,
3: those ones in, like, the black boxes. Like, those were... And there was, like, lots of promos going on then, too. There was, like... I I remember there actually being, like, quite a bit of a Star Wars presence, like, before that special edition. Like, right around that THX edition. And that's when I got into it and started getting, like, all the action figures and supplementary books and things like that. I think I saw the Star Wars special edition like 3 times in the theater or something with like different people, you know. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And I saw the other two like at least twice. I I was a very privileged child. <laughs> 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 Going to movies every weekend. <laughs> and if it was Star Wars, it had to be Star Wars. <laughs> what about you, Alex?
2: I remember like watching them like on VHS with my family. I was probably like 12 or 13 years old. I remember watching The Empire Strikes Back after not really remembering too much of the first movie, you know, because I think I'd fallen asleep. But like, just remember being captivated by by The Empire Strikes Back. Probably still one of my favorite movies. But oh, yeah. I, I wasn't, I didn't remember seeing a Star Wars movie in the theaters until we saw episode one in the theaters. So I've never seen like the originals in the, in the theaters at all.
0: Well, technically, I haven't either.
2: <laughs> oh, what about you, Doug? <laughs>
5: Sure, if I can really pinpoint anything in particular, I just remember having some Star Wars toys like a snow speeder growing up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember mom saying, you know, telling us about how great these movies were, and uh, if they're ever in the theaters again, she'd, you know, take us to see them, which she did. I don't know, just sort of pervasive. Like it always was.
1: Yeah, I kind <laughs> of feel that way too.
5: <laughs> it was here before me, it'll be here long after me. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars endures. Star Wars abide
3: You know, as as adults, like there's always like, oh, you haven't seen this. Like, I feel like that was happening to me when I was like five years old, and another <laughs> five year old was like, oh my god, you haven't seen Star Wars?
0: <laughs> How is that possible?
3: <laughs> yeah, like we gotta watch this now.
0: You've made
5: it five whole years without this.
3: <laughs> you hear that, Charlie?
5: idea for your other podcast could have been come up with by a five-year-old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continuing our long-standing feud with
1: cinematic respect.
0: <laughs> our sister podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can you have a feud between a sister podcast? We're doing our best.
2: Yeah, yeah. We uh, can talk about movies too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so did the special editions come out? So I know that George Lucas wanted to make them, but did they come out in order to pave way for the prequels? Did they know that the prequels were going to exist at that point?
0: Uh, No, I think it was a 20th anniversary thing slash technology had reached the point where George Lucas could do all the things he'd wanted to do the first time around, but was unable to, like... uh, Extra rings around the Death Star (laughs) explosion.
3: Jabba scooting around the hangar. Yeah,
2: Yeah. but like, but like they had the the sand speeder that apparently on the original, like in '77. Didn't they say they like like put Vaseline on the camera lens to hide the wheels on the sand speeder, and they could just make that look more realistic. You know, that it looks like it's floating instead of just some blur under the...
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, to be fair, there are lots of, like, yeah. little technical yeah. changes. Clean there. up a lot of stuff. And audio yeah.
0: gets cleaned up. And Yeah, that people, I think, don't notice because they're concentrating on Java scenes and Greedo shooting before Han Solo and stuff like that, yeah.
2: Right. Well, Wasn't that a Motion Picture Association thing? Oh, I've never heard that. That, I believe, in a... For the rating system... If a protagonist murders another character, uh, that the movie movie automatically gets an R rating. Oh, there's no <laughs> way that happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no way that's true. All right, that's what I had heard. Or like, like they have to be like within reason. So he, so Han Solo just killing Greedo in the thing. Uh, my oh, understanding is so. just that George Lucas didn't want the audience to think Han
0: Solo was a bad person.
5: Yeah, we we saw how Stand Your Ground laws work for that uh, Zimmerman guy. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: For trying to have a conversation
5: here, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Without you dragging us down to the real world. Sorry.
5: From now on, I will uh, I will strive to make all of my parallels be fictional.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for for me, it was it was really the computer games that kind of got me into Star Wars. Like I thought the movies were cool and stuff, but I wasn't like, oh man, Star Wars, until like you started playing things like x-wing and dark forces oh yeah yeah i just remember being blown away by dark forces like it opens with like the standard like star wars and a scroll and i was like this is like just like the movie it's so like impressive that i like booted it up the other day and it's like really not
4: <laughs> it's like
0: very much like that MIDI soundtrack and like the pixelated <laughs> graphics, but at the time you remember
3: I- it as full orchestral, yeah. orchestral like recording.
0: Yeah, and perfect lines and everything, no pixelization of any sort. And I and then we were right around the right age to get like caught up in the prequel fever.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like you said, it was kind of ubiquitous. Like Star Wars was just something that everyone had seen at some point, so the expectations were extremely high. For the prequels, and I think that was the huge problem. Because I've gone back and I've seen them within the last year and a half, and you know they weren't spectacular, but not nearly as bad as everybody says.
3: I remember like seeing it the theater, though, and it's like, well, it was awesome. Like it had to be unquestionably. Thinking, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah, and then it just didn't hold up as I, you know, got older than sixth grade or whatever.
0: Well, I think it's interesting to look because I recall reading like some of the reviews around that time, like when it came out, Then they were generally pretty positive reviews of just saying like, this is a really good movie. You'll really enjoy this. And so it's sort of interesting how much the backlash happened after that between what I assume are like older fans and stuff who Mm -hmm. weren't quite so unquestioningly adoring of like. Some of the stuff in there, and I'm like, I remember that there were things in there that was that were dumb, right? Like at the even at the time, Jar Jar Binks was like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> and the midi and stuff was just like total yeah, nonsense. That was that was. I awful. remember just kind
3: of ignoring it, like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, they said that."
2: <laughs> Those are syllables. <laughs> But it, but it, like to me that that whole midi thing—they're just trying to explain like the history of the force—and it works better as just some mystical object and not having some explanation. So yeah, I think there is that sense in which it's demystifying it right. doesn't really have the desired effect. And then that whole prequel series—they could have done really anything with the first two, but then you know, episode three has to be just some filler movie to get you to four. So like, you kind of know what's going to happen, everything in three.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know the
2: re- the story beyond it, so they're always going to have to like write themselves into that episode three thing. You know, like the last ten minutes of episode three. You know, but
0: I, I don't know. I think they, but I think they do a
2: good job of like selling like the the
0: drama, right? Because yeah, you're right. The audience does know what's going to happen, right. but right, there's there's a element of like, well, how exactly does it happen? And just seeing like the tragedy sort of
2: unfold, right. that I think right.
0: is generally handled
2: pretty well. Yeah, I thought. Um, as meme-worthy as it is today, yeah. But my main complaint about <laughs> yeah. that 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 prequel series is that, like, just watching the three movies ruins one of the largest, like, plot twists of all time. You know, and that it just tells you that Anakin is Luke's father and that Darth Vader is Luke's father. You know that, you know, at the end of the prequel. So when it gets revealed to him in The Empire Strikes Back, you already knew that. So it's not a reveal anymore. You know, it's a reveal to Luke, but it's not a reveal to the watcher if you watch right. them in order. Well, I think that's why you're supposed to watch them in machete order.
0: Right, right. Your cup. Where it's it's four, five, two, three, six, one, I think.
2: Four, five, two, three, six, one? Wow. Yeah. Like, well, one, like if
3: you have the time, then watch yeah, one. Yeah, sort
2: of like, oh, here's another <laughs> thing that happened.
0: You can watch this. But, like, there's no part of one, I think, that you need to have seen to understand, too, because they explain the stuff. And so you're supposed to do it that way because then you – so you retain the reveal – of Luke is still in Empire Strikes Back. You don't have the weird disconnect that I had when episode three came out. So when episode three came out, like two days before I watched episode one, and then the day before I watched episode two, and then we saw episode three in the theater, and then I decided to watch four, five, and six the next three days. And it's unbelievably jarring to see the lightsaber battle in episode three on the lava planet, where they're all like flipping and jumping and spinning. To the lightsaber battle in episode four, in which Alec Guinness and David Prowse very slowly wave sticks at each other. <laughs> hey, they're old.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, plus they learned they learned how dangerous it was to fight like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's take it easy this time, guys.
2: It's <laughs> a yes. keep it was, his remaining limb. You swing first. Up. I'll swing second. <laughs>
1: That's how duels work, right? You take turns.
2: <laughs> I'll hold my lightsaber up and you hit it.
0: <laughs> and then also, the idea is that you watch five, you don't quite know where Luke's going to fall, If he's how far he's going to go, if he's really tempted by the dark side or not, at which point you flash back to Anakin's version in which you see him actually more or less go through the same thing, but actually take the fall, which sets up more dramatic tension Return of the Jedi is you wonder whether Luke's going to repeat the same pattern Hmm. okay yeah I think the only main jarring thing I hear when you do it that way is that in Return of the Jedi Leia says she can remember her mother which is very much not clear when you've just watched episode three (laughs) right but I think like that's the only problem I think doing it that way that's the idea
1: yeah
5: wait does Leia know that she's adopted
2: yeah I'm pretty sure I do have some mashup version of one, two, and three that they've mashed down to like a for two hour movie and which contains almost no parts of episode one. And that you I believe you can watch as a prequel to the other ones. But I, I haven't seen it in a while, but I could I could watch that again.
5: Watch as a prequel to
2: Rogue One. <laughs> Alex did not enjoy that. Oh yeah, yeah. Rogue One is terrible. I that was one of the worst movies I've seen in a while. So Really? Really? Yeah, I That's thought awesome. it was awful. Like, it was just... Uh, no, let, let's hear it. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm... Um, yeah. It was one of the things... That now, I, I mean, I've only seen it once and then just was just... I mean, I had probably had a better uh, conversation with Adam about... Because it was right after I had seen it was my conversation with Adam. So it's been long enough that I tried to forget most of it. So, <laughs> But it's like, it seemed rather pointless, the whole mission. It's just like that they... Like, the whole mission was them going to the one place to get the Death Star plans, right? Which they know exist. Which they could have just... Like I don't know why the rebels were so intent on stopping them. Why they had to go rogue from the rebels, and that the only simple reason was that they just didn't trust them. Which I didn't get. I mean, if they have this information, shouldn't they be trying to get it? I don't. I, don't. I think the idea was that they didn't want to devote the manpower
0: they assumed it would need to do what they figured would be a largely yeah. futile act, and they could better spend their resources and manpower elsewhere. I think that's the idea. Is they basically thought. This is a suicidal mission. There's no point in doing it. The chances of success are so slim. And then they and were. Everyone's like, going to die. Right. And then they went off and <laughs> well, did yeah. it. And they were like, oh, well, crap. I guess now we got to
2: give them some support <laughs> because half our fleets decided to go along anyway. To me, it suffers from a similar thing to like episode three. And that even going into the movie, you just know all the characters are going to die because, hey, they're not in the next movie. Right. Yeah, right they're not right. alive in episode four. So they must have died. You know, so the them all dying at the end didn't really mean anything because it's just like you know they're gonna die. Like again, as a viewer, it would be better for them to just take side stories of you know like the whole like isn't there the Han Solo series coming out? Other adventures yeah. of Han Solo. Sure, he's gonna live, but like you know, I think that's... based on the Corellian trilogy, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you wish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just means you have to
0: watch it in a slightly different way, right? You just have to go into it knowing. That this is going to be a tragedy, and you just watch it unfold, right? It's like people going to like Shakespearean plays, right? It's like no one goes to like Romeo and Juliet not knowing that they die at the end. I mean, I guess maybe people do, right? Well, but
1: uh, this, this is a weird comparison, but I just got done watching The People versus OJ Simpson, which was an FX <laughs> series. <laughs> That's all sorts of weird casting choices, like John Travolta as a. Uh, Robert Shapiro, uh, David Schwimmer is Rob Kardashian, but I mean, they <laughs> managed to keep a lot of dramatic tension despite the fact you know everything that's going to happen. Right? I mean, it's, it's possible to do, so I don't think it's necessarily a bad choice to make a movie where you know what the outcome's going to be. It just depends how you handle it.
2: I just, uh, on the O.J. Simpson thing, I watched the, the I believe it's the ESPN 30 for 30 five part, like part documentary. Oh, we haven't seen that. Yeah. The Life of O.J. Simpson. It's really good. It's very well put together and shows you other perspectives of, you know, all the other people that were involved with it.
1: Yeah, I'll have to check out that one, too. Yeah,
2: it was very good. And it gives you like O.J.'s like like childhood and, you know, his professional life and his post like trial, all the things that have happened since then. So it's very good uh, documentary.
1: Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Sorry to uh, take us in a completely That's different right. direction there. But
2: Survivor. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, in another part, it was like like I just didn't like any of the characters like. I just feel like no connection to any character. It's just like, I don't more than like, I don't care about these people. Yeah,
1: I felt the same way too. I mean, I, I did enjoy the movie, but especially the couple of the main characters, I didn't really get a good sense of who they were. I mean, there was some story behind them, but not as much as like, say the force awakens.
3: I, I think that it's because those two, uh, who are those guys' names?
1: cheer oh,
5: oh, and Baze, something. And that. Yeah, cheer it and
3: Baze just like stole the show from the whole like because yeah. they were obviously the coolest characters ever. So. <laughs> yeah. so they really like made the the main characters seem really flat by comparison. I agree a with good that. Point. That's a yeah. good. Point.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That the main characters were so dull that their like quirkier personalities shine through more. I don't
0: know. I still enjoyed it more than Force Awakens, to be perfectly honest. Like, I don't know that I enjoyed it more than any of the original trilogy, but to me, it was a much more interesting movie than episode seven. And although I agree with you about, like, the characterization stuff, and I do think characterization was better in Force Awakens, I think overall, as a movie-going experience, I liked Rogue One better, except for the creepy Tarkin face thing that just yeah, never, yeah. did
2: not work for oh, me at yeah, any the, moment. There's characters that are obviously CGI, like, yeah. oh my god, Leia's eyes, when you look at her... <laughs> <laughs> right right it's like oh, those are very dilated peoples
5: <laughs> so one of my friends pointed this out consider the balls on leia that uh she she like was on a ship that was running away from this heist on on a super important imperial world Scare Darth off. vader catches up to her and she's like we're on a mission of peace
3: yeah and I mean after you see like Darth Vader like tear through that many troops and then all of a sudden he boards the ships and and she's just like you know facing right up to him like watching those two right next to each other just shows how incredibly badass she was to just craftily put it on a droid shot it out in a pod
2: he knows better than to kill her she has information
0: so, did you guys get much into the the larger world of Star Wars or was it just movies? I'm like, Paul's talking about deep cut books here. Uh, <laughs> did you,
2: did Which you I probably
3: didn't read like all of those uh, series uh, either. You know? yeah. yeah, that
2: involved a lot of book learning. So, I didn't really uh, do much of that. <laughs> well,
0: was there anything that you did do? Like, did you play any of the video games like Super Star Wars or uh, Night or anything like that?
2: I remember playing the Game Boy game a bit, but then getting frustrated in like the second or third level when you're in the sand speeder and you just can't
3: find where to go. I played I mean, all all three of those Super Star Wars ones were yeah. were probably my biggest.
2: I currently own all three of the SNES one games. They're they're very
3: difficult, like yeah, video games. So. Especially Empire. I feel like that one's really yeah. hard.
2: I don't
0: think I ever got out of the Hoth base on Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Like Return of the Jedi, I got the farthest in. I think I got into the shield generator room in Endor. That's as far as I got. Yeah, Empire was just like insanely difficult to like fourteen-year-old, mm-hmm. fifteen-year-old me or whatever.
2: <laughs> they're they're still very difficult.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard, pretty hard at thirty, I found. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was the one for N sixty four? Oh, uh, Shadow Shadows Wars. of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, that um, that was pretty close to launch of the N sixty four too, wasn't it?
3: Uh, that
0: was a I, long title
1: yeah because yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. having that in uh, Super Mario 64 Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely played
0: the hell out of uh, Shadows of the Empire
1: yeah it was uh, a lot of
0: fun actually and I and I played a lot of racer episode one racer which was, yeah, all was a lot of
2: racer yeah yeah, yeah yeah that was a good one which she which only wanted to play the one level because it was in the movie right and then the <laughs> rest were like why am I here
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't canon <laughs> <laughs>
3: playing shadows of the empire on the 64 i remember then having to get all of the other shadows of the empire merch like read the book and then buy the soundtrack
0: oh yeah because there was like a moment where like shadows of the empire was like official like canon
3: yeah it was like (laughs) it was like everything but a
0: movie yeah (laughs) and it was like depending on what you did like The game was like one storyline of the whole story and the book was a different one. I think there were like comic books that had like a third plot line going. And all like joined in together if you like read, experienced them all, which I never did. But I remember them like promoting it that way. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. If you read the book, you get to find out what was happening somewhere else while Dash Rendar was doing his thing on whatever planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't actually remember much about the game. I remember the guy's name is Dash Rendar and his ship is the
1: Outrider. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did anyone play Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, I played a little bit of it. Yeah, I completely uh, missed out on that one. I probably would have enjoyed it a lot, but I remember that
0: getting all. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I just got to a point where I just, it was like, I'm not a high enough level to beat these characters. There's nowhere else I can go to get experience. I haven't missed any experience that I'm aware of. I guess I'm done.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Knights of the Old Republic was a was a fun game as an RPG. It's very much one of those like action Bioware games, like uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You can see that in Mass Effect's genes. Not that you would know,
1: Charlie. <laughs> 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 and then what was the uh, Jedi Knight? Right? Was that what the So there's Jedi dark, Knight,
5: forces. dark Forces too.
0: There's Dark Forces. There's Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. There's so Jedi cool. Outcast, Jedi Knight 2, Dark Forces 3. And there's Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast 2, Jedi Knight 3, Dark Forces 4. Oh, okay. I think I got all the subtitles in there. <laughs> <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> like they always like the the game was always like. It had a new name, but the subtitle was like sequel to the previous game. And then the next game would have a new name, but it was sequel to that previous game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I played the hell out of those.
1: Kyle is my boy. <laughs> Did you ever play those multiplayer at all?
0: Uh, I think I played a little Jedi Knight multiplayer.
1: All right, that was a lot of fun messing around with force powers and they actually the game mechanics actually worked pretty well with those like surprisingly well you think you'd be overpowered but just to like be able to force choke your opponents and pick them up and launch them off the edge of a building was kind of fun yeah
0: and then there were the x-wing and tie fighter computer games i remember i really remember tie fighter because you got to fly for the empire against the evil rebellion <laughs> i remember like that was a lot of fun
5: Oof, I remember that game, and I didn't play much because I was so frustrated by the fact that you die after, like, two hits. Oh, yeah, because TIE Fighters have no shields.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really, really, really hard game, Nigh on Impossible.
0: <laughs> you know what the secret to that is, right? Huh. No. You turn on God mode. Yeah. <laughs> then you get to fly missions and experience the story without having to worry about dying after two
5: hits <laughs> oh, i just i just had no idea how i was supposed to play that game rebel assault though <laughs> gentlemen put on your eating gloves
0: that's rebel assault 2 oh
5: but, sorry <laughs> Rebel so, Assault theory.
0: so so rebel assault and rebel assault 2 were kind of like Almost like rail shooters. Yeah, rail shooters that had like quick time events in them, like the old school, like Space Ace kind of ones. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, hit left to react or else you die. (laughs) Well, so Rebel Assault 2 had a cheat that basically put mystery science theater mode on, at which point (laughs) you got the theater outline and you got like silhouettes of like R2D2 and C3PO or whatever it was all like FMV, but they cut out the audio and instead they had subtitles that were just like hilarious. There's one about like how they have to go down to some planet because Admiral Akbar really wants shrimp. (laughs) 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 Like he's like, this is the best place to get shrimp and there's no better (laughs) place to go. So we're going to go down there and get as much shrimp as we can. And like Doug says, it ends with put on your eating gloves we're going at which point one of the characters stands up and pulls on gloves because that's what happens in the cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> turns out that mission was a trap <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you guys still have the same affection for star wars that you had at one point has it dimmed at all in light of the new the prequels and the latest like sort of almost saturation
2: of the market it's definitely dimmed for me like it's one of those with each of the prequels, it dimmed and then as just more stuff comes out, I just am less into it than I used to be. It would have been fine with them just leaving it where it was.
1: For me, it's always kind of been an expectations game where I got a little bit disappointed by the prequels because of what high hopes I had for them, but then when Force Awakens came around, I was kind of back at baseline again, so
4: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I'm a little able to look at things a little bit more objectively now than I used to be able to, which is a good thing. So I can take each thing as it comes and on its own merits.
3: I think, I think I'm in kind of a similar, similar boat in that respect. I definitely felt it really dimming. Almost to the point where when The Force Awakens was coming out, it was like, oh, how do I care about Star Wars again?
4: But then like,
3: oh, a week before that, I was like, I care so much about Star Wars. Like, and then I saw The Force Awakens and, you know, just put my blinders back on. Like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. I'm going to see it multiple times in theater. You know, So I think it's been reinvigorated to some extent. You know, looking back on it, yeah, I, I definitely like Rogue One probably more than force awakens but i feel like it's it's back you know i'm not i'm not as into the supplementary materials as i was you know a lot of this yeah you know especially when it heavily incorporates the prequel lore into that you know it, it's harder for me to get excited about that especially since i read so much of the lore of, of the original trilogy that you know? Yeah, there was
0: definitely that sense for me that when they were like, oh, none of this stuff counts. Not that it counted before, but like now it really doesn't count. It's like, oh, it's all legends and you guys suck for reading. It was sort of like the undertone I got that I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm not really going to dive back into any of the extended stuff if this is just going to happen every five years, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, what's what's even real anymore?
0: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, for me, Kyle Katarn and Mara Jade are still out there fighting Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> Although I guess Thrawn's back in the canon now. But Oh, okay. Because I just saw Timothy Zahn has a new book out. I saw Barnes & Noble today called Thrawn. Oh, nice. Yeah, for me, because I don't think my love of star Wars was ever like super bright. Like, like I said, you know, I was much more into star Trek and doctor who and those sorts of things. And star Wars was like, Oh yeah, that's that cool. Other thing that happens over there, but it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing ever. And so I think for me, like with the prequels that like, I didn't have as far to fall as other people. And so I think that's actually possibly also why I enjoy the prequels. I think more than it seems like other people do, because to me, they're just like, Oh, you know, they're good movies. They're not perfect, and there's definitely moments that we should completely remove. <laughs> like, I don't understand if we can if we can get rid of uh, Sebastian Stan at the end of Return of the Jedi. Why we can't just get rid of Hayden Christensen in the whole thing? With someone <laughs> <else>. <laughs> just green screen him in. It'll just over top. It'll be great.
3: But you know, uh, To be fair, he wasn't given great material to work with there.
0: Yeah, and I think George Lucas is not a good
3: actor's director.
0: He's
2: very much a technical director. And I think that really does show in the prequels. James, yeah, he picked him because he's tall. <laughs> right. <laughs> Darth Vader's tall. Hayden Christensen's
0: tall. For the longest time, I thought that Natalie Portman was a terrible actress because of the prequels. And then you would finally see her in other things, and you're like, oh, she's actually pretty good. She just had nothing to work with, I guess.
2: And so, when when every scene's shot in front of a green screen, like it's hard to get into any scene when you don't know what's around you. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm.
1: Aren't we going to do a second take? Nah, the first one's good. Next scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is expensive.
3: Let's the keep ad going. Approach. <laughs> oh,
0: except except that's not true because I remember watching special features where they were talking about. George Lucas not only was looking at takes, but he was looking at, like, individuals in takes and would, like, composite the best take of a particular person into a scene with a different take from someone else. So these are his best takes for all these people. (laughs) This is what he wanted. Yeah, but like I said, I don't mind the prequels nearly as much as other people do. And I don't know, if Paul, if you thought it was funny, but last night I had an idea of you take... Any scene of Anakin and Padme together, but every time Anakin speaks, instead of giving his dialogue, it would just be the saxophone solo from Baker Street.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Where are you talking about like the main riff? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: And, and then I would and then you would just like put in like reaction shots of other characters while this plays until like the riff ends, and then the <laughs> movie would continue as if he had said something. <laughs> that was going to be my prequel meme
3: <laughs> so if it's if that's any scene with him right You're you're saying it would yeah. be any then, then if, he, if it's any of the him and padme only like romance scenes right it's that uh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so so part of me is also sort of trepidatious about like the new stuff because I'm like, like to me they haven't quite like they've done I think a good job of like sort of earning back my interest, but to me it's it's just always sort of like oh yeah, there's more of these movies out, and let's go see how they are, rather than oh my gosh, they're the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so that's just me. Yeah,
3: I, I definitely feel like was, at least for you know in our our rough age group we've learn to temper expectations at this point oh you know, it's kind of enjoy things for what they are when they come out
0: yeah so partly i think because of prequels and then sequels to other things i was interested in i've definitely developed this like tamped down expectations approach <laughs> i'm just like uh, i'm just gonna assume that this isn't gonna be very good because i'd rather be pleasantly surprised than bitterly disappointed but uh guardians of the galaxy volume 2 just came out and even though like i tried to like intellectually have this mindset for me guardians of the galaxy was like such a good film that i was like still like super excited for the sequel and fortunately the sequel was really good but then like i got out of the theater and it was almost like this sort of emptiness in me of like well now what do i wait for i don't i don't know
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i guess star trek well if they ever freaking the make that thing, that thing gets delayed and delayed and now it doesn't actually have a release date it's a it's a oh, when it's it's yeah. a three when it's done release date right now so <sighs> i was initially excited about that and my uh fire for that has sort of uh
1: been smothered a little bit
0: but since i hear that you have to smother a
5: fire to start a flame
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're right on track <laughs>
5: yeah what about you doug um well, I have no context for that question. What were we talking about?
0: You're thinking of Star Wars now.
5: Oh. Um
3: Yeah, has what? has your has your flame dimmed <laughs> or grown stronger?
5: Force Awakens had me very much disturbed. Uh Felt the disturbance
1: in the force. Thank you. You've completely derailed Doug, Adam. <laughs> He's finished. and in
5: contrast uh he's just hoping that this middle bit gets cut
1: (laughs) no way not a chance trying
0: to make it seamless as possible
5: (laughs) i thought that rogue one was actually quite well done kind of kind of restored my faith um so so i was just very jj abrams He you stop interrupting me (laughs) no (laughs) i was just very very disappointed about how uh Star Wars Force Awakens just felt like a remake of the first movie. It was like, you know, going into Rogue One, I mean, you knew what was going to happen. You didn't really get a lot of character development. Instead, you kind of got cookie-cutter pre-made characters to, to speed up the process. But that said, I, I still thought it was really well done. Um, I particularly like the costume design in Rogue One. Like, you know, you, you look at the, what the, the way the Imperials are dressed, and then you go back and watch Star Wars and, you know, they just did a really good job, I think, of uh, uh, linking the two. So saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yesterday and got a trailer for The Last Jedi in front of it. Uh, I'm mm. cautiously optimistic, hoping that there will be more Mark Hamill this time.
4: I don't know.
0: I hear it's time for the Jedi to end.
5: You hear Are that you... from Mark Hamill. I, I do.
0: I don't know what he says at the end. Maybe he has more words after that. Like, maybe it's time for the Jedi to
3: end this battle. <laughs> <laughs> are you at all concerned that you know there might be a similar similarly to the force awakens it might be empire by borrow from empire too much because i mean they're kind of implying like oh going to the island it's like dagobah it's they're gonna train now you know that sort of thing yeah.
5: no because we already got uh, uh people blowing up AT-ATs in Rogue one so we already got that remake. <laughs> all yeah, right. They
2: already knew those things didn't work. Why did they use them in Empire? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, uh, man. Isn't the argument got, that you those are different? a big
5: stock of weapons, all right?
2: You're not just going to throw them away. I'll pick the unnecessarily slow-moving one.
3: I think <laughs> it was a failure of intelligence, not of the weaponry. They did well, a pretty well, good job of decimating those forces.
5: Look, okay, Alex... You go to war with the army you have, not the (laughs) army you want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shoot! I I was supposed to stop at the real world. Stop. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs)
0: Besides, wait, wait. What's your what's your problem? They killed
2: all the rebels on the planet.
5: Yeah, mission accomplished.
2: Total victory. I had some giant zapper. Like, come on. Why are they? Why are they landing places? They just gotta finish building the zapper, and they can just zap the planet. Done.
5: Zap their own planet. Boom, gone. How you deal with bed bugs? You burn the house down. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so are you? Are you happy Star Wars happened? Like, is there anything you'd like to say about Star Wars to like sort of just close us off?
1: <laughs> I'm, am I happy it exists? Is that what you asked? Yeah, maybe you. Maybe you wish it had never been created. Uh, I believe that the, this universe is better than a universe where it was not created, all else being equal.
3: <laughs> so, so it's better than the Star Wars universe itself.
1: Yes, because
3: <laughs> that's a real place. I don't know if you guys know this—that <laughs> that is yet to be disproven. <laughs>
5: So, so, like, it's a long long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and pretty much uh, it's filmed by just, uh, you know, recording the stream from the telescope.
1: Yep.
3: Yeah. You know, I mean, it it makes sense. It, it's it's a, If it's a long time ago, then the physics should work out that we are actually seeing the real thing.
1: <laughs> so all the prequel dialogue is stuff that people really said. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> Sand is rough, and...
0: I don't know how that speech goes.
4: <laughs> no no way. No, 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 wait.
0: no wait, I do know how that speech goes. It goes um. <laughs> but
4: <laughs>
2: but <laughs> did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> uh, i read it on i read it on our place once
3: <laughs> it's not a story the jedi would tell you <laughs> oh man i if you guys aren't subscribed to our prequel memes just do that do that like, <laughs> it's really a it really the bright point of my life at this point nope nope
5: i am playing from Reddit for like
3: five years now. And oh. I ain't going
5: back. You can't make me go back.
3: <laughs> That's a good life decision.
2: Yeah, I, I just joined- keep
3: my list very curated. and It's mostly prequel memes. Yeah,
2: Doug joined vote.com. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the mass exodus back to dig. <laughs> back to <Never>. dig, guys.
0: <laughs> dig still exists. No. really. No. Right.
3: Nice.
0: <laughs> sort of. <laughs> the headline article has two digs. <laughs>
4: oh,
0: man. oh, the trailer for Blade Runner has thirty-four digs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it wow. just bots probably. <laughs> they go through and dig everything possible.
0: <laughs> Let me set up my Google Plus bot. <laughs> <just> dig
4: everything. <laughs>
3: this will really help uh the post of my band's myspace account up the (laughs) rank
0: all right here's a question to leave you then on Uh, if you could change or do anything with star wars what would you do like all right so not change but like going forward in your Um, ideal version like you're calling the shots at disney
2: what do you do a lot of blow? Yeah, it's a, it's a trouble spot. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think a lot of, like, what I, like, have disliked about the more recent Star Wars movies, they just don't like how more, how movies are made, like, nowadays. I think that's a factor in it, too. So, I did just, like, going back to, like, how they made the older movies, Like, you know. technically how, or, yeah. like, in terms of, like, storytelling and pacing? Both. Both. Like, I think that they just create better movies that way. Okay.
0: So, you want a bit more of, like, a throwback
2: to the older style. Yeah, and okay. less of using like CGI as a crutch. Sure, it's okay. You can have a model plane fly by a model Death Star, you know, <laughs> with some <laughs> boom mic
3: in the background. It's all right.
5: Asteroid field full of tennis shoes and potatoes.
3: Right. <laughs> if you want lots of great practical effects, watch the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 reboot on uh, Netflix.
2: Now <laughs> oh, they rebooted it.
3: Wow. Yeah, and I, I think it's pretty good. Too bad my Netflix is canceled.
1: Just get Charlie's. You could do that. they hook you up. Well, they basically let you do that. They're like, make another account. Yeah. yeah. They're like, you're I'd the like, user sure. within the account. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some So something about, something in me says, I'd like a story that maybe wasn't so, every single Star Wars movie, like everything's on the line, right? Basically the fate of the universe or their galaxy or whatever is on the line all of the time. Like a movie that had a smaller scope would be interesting to see
5: the Jawas get together to save the rec center? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'm saying it would probably be horrible. It would probably be so, horrible. But So so you want a universe
0: based more on the Ewok TV movies?
3: <laughs> oh, please. I, I mean, really even that was that. at least a... It, wasn't that still a battle for Endor? Like
0: It was. But it so a the stakes for... were
3: pretty high. It was a planet.
0: <laughs> well, wait, what about Caravan of Courage? Because there's two of them, right?
3: sounds about right. Those are like the goonies of uh the Star Wars universe. As in like there's a lot on the line, but it's Ewoks, you know. Oh, right, I I do kind of uh like the idea of exploring that the Star Wars universe and maybe some some different ways. It might be actually like the worst idea ever, but yeah. You know, I I could see like making different kinds of movies, you know, something that's maybe not like an everything all rolled up into one maybe something that's more of like a character drama or or something that tells a yeah smaller story of a different place basically they also need to come up with more unique biomes if they're gonna you know rogue one was really awesome because they finally went to like the tropical you know palm tree kind of biome that you never really got to see so what what else is out there on locations you know that they could shoot in so we've had the grasslands. We had the desert.
0: We had the ice planet. And we had the forest planet. Have they done like a planet. underwater? Have they done like a full on a full on jungle yet? What about like a space city? I
2: mean, I guess Endor is like Endor. The only, yeah, the jungle. It's like a jungle. Well, well no, Endor There's is
0: like the forest, right? right? I'm talking like jungle, like
2: Raiders of the Lost Ark opening
0: with like where you can like feel the sweat and the heat. Just using a lightsaber as a machete.
2: Oh,
3: yeah. like Dagobah, kind of, but. Think of it as a swamp, though.
2: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Like, I, I freely admit, I'm kind of reaching here, but
2: I was thinking of more of a savanna instead of a <laughs> plains. Ah, so, so so dried out plains. <laughs> <things. laughs>
3: I remember being really excited about the beginning of Rogue One. Oh, like the cotton as a was child there. was. Yeah.
5: yeah, like in some sort of step or something.
3: Yeah. Like, that was really cool. Like, you know, like, okay, that's kind of like Icelandic a little bit, that sort of thing. I mean, I
0: I see we're getting the salt flat planet in Last Jedi. Oh, okay. But the the red stuff blowing up when the ships drive along it. I don't know if you guys have seen the Last Jedi trailer.
5: Oh, those are just chemtrails, though.
0: No, that's them dragging through the, the salt
5: flat. Ah, huh. seemed awfully red for, for just dust.
0: Well, right, because there's something about it that. It's a visually striking image, right? But yeah, if you watch the trailer you closer, you'll you'll see that they're trailing through it. It's not that
2: they're releasing something.
5: Yeah, watch the trailer closer, look at the chemtrails. Gotcha.
2: Yep. <laughs> then I'll see the truth. That's why I wear my tinfoil hat, the chemtrails. And oh, wait, this I, isn't the conspiracy episode? <laughs> <It> can't be. <laughs> All right.
3: Every uh, episode is order. the conspiracy episode.
5: Star Wars edition.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I think for me, what I would do... I would take Dark Forces and Jedi Knight and just make that a movie, no changes of any sort.
4: <laughs>
3: I want to see a proper sense um, the Empire movie <laughs> made. Yeah, but Wait, with that the soundtrack, the you know the same soundtrack CD.
5: So, so which one would be canon between Dark Forces and Rogue One? Then,
0: oh, it would just turn out that uh, Rogue One was in fact not actually worthwhile. Like that that was like a fake plan.
5: That There's a the plan for the for it. Death Star
0: 2. I don't know. Still Death Star 1. But fake. Faked plans.
3: Mm. I guess it's better than throwing the whole thing out, right? I disagree.
5: It's basically so- kissing in the face of the viewer. <laughs> well,
0: that's why I would cast Carrot Top as Kyle Katarn. <laughs> <laughs> Turn rich our universe. <laughs>
5: He's got the kidneys for it. Oh, yeah. Well, Adam would go mad with power. Okay. Okay.
0: So, Charlie. Yeah. Why don't you uh,
2: sing us out?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can we get that sax to play in the background?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it's Star Wars theme then, presumably? Whatever you want. Okay. Oh, yeah. Something like that. If you want to do the cantina theme. <laughs> or Baker Street. Sure. <laughs> So that's what we thought about the Star Wars prequels and all the other the movies. Thanks for joining us for the show. My name is Charlie Wallace. This is my co-host, Adam. Did you have a good time there? Don't forget our three
0: guests, Paul and Alex and Doug.
2: <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. On. <laughs> so it's just turned into the Muppets theme somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know, that was Figuring Dan and the Modal Notes.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our show. Make sure to check out our website at GobeskyWallsReport.com.
0: Hey everybody, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Just follow us at GW Report and like our page on Facebook, the Gobesky Wallace Report.
1: And hey everybody, tune in to next episode where there's sure to be tons more hilarity that we know you'll enjoy. Hey everybody.
0: Oh my gosh, at what point did my why did Myspace go to landscape format? Like if you go into MySpace now to like go to anyone's like old bands, like now instead of scrolling up and down, you scroll left and
2: right. <laughs>
3: that's, <laughs> what? that's like UX rule number
2: one not to do. <laughs> right. Well, you guys don't have a side scrolling mouse? <laughs> I, I well, you guys I, got those fancy do. up and down rollers. I got a left and right roller. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Alex, Alex on ro- one
5: rotate the mouse 90 degrees.
2: Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Now it's upside down. <laughs>